Hi everyone, this is Shefalina Z, and today we're talking to Nicholas Miaskowski, and he is amazing. He is a childhood cancer survivor, and now he owns four businesses, and he lives to inspire people, especially those who are feeling alone and are losing hope. You know, his stories are uplifting to give you a glimpse of what's possible, that magic does happen, that miracles happen, and I hope that inspires you that, you know, you if you're looking for a miracle, this can be your reminder that it can happen to you. Miracles can happen in five minutes, in an hour, you know, when you least expect it. So welcome, Nicholas. I'm so excited to talk to you. I've heard great things about you from a friend of mine who introduced us. And um, tell me, um, you know, tell us, tell us your story. Okay. Thank you so much for, first of all, having me on your show, Alina. I really appreciate it. So, um, well, my history is that I'm a childhood cancer survivor. I'm a cancer survivor for 11 years now. And um, I was diagnosed with a stage four brain cancer on the back end of my brainstem. Wow. And um, I've had a very low chance of survival. So um, I don't remember the exact percentage. I think it was like 40, 60% odds of survival. And these literally were the most darkest times as a child and pretty much throughout my whole entire life. And um, I, going through this cancer, I mean, like the treatment was so brutal. I've went through uh, nine rounds of chemo. Then I've had uh, radiation therapy for 30 days to kill the cancer. And um, there were a lot of crazy things that's happened to me, as in losing all of my weight, becoming skin and bones, losing my hair, feeling the aches and pains from all the chemicals that were injected into me and uh, introduced to me. And it was really rough. And really, it looked like there were no odds whatsoever of my survival. But... Um, Fortunately, I did have caregivers in my life. I had my parents who supported me. And um, going through this treatment, I remember they would do like um, anything to really keep my mind off of all the pain that's currently going on. So um, they would like, uh, you know, have me watch uh, stupid comedy movies to have me laughing instead of focusing on all the pain. They would... Um, take me to like museums and zoos and stuff, you know, to not think about what's going on in me. And um, really what happened after removing my whole entire brain cancer, I wasn't able to walk. I was in a chair actually, I was in a wheelchair. And I remember one day uh, my parents took me to like a museum when I was feeling better, you know, recovering after my chemo. And uh, I remember there was this little boy with his mom. And um, I remember the little boy pointing at me and then telling his mom, mommy, why isn't that kid able to stand up from that chair? And why can't he grow his hair back? And so that got me thinking, why couldn't I do that? Wow. Wow, and I'm getting chills. I'm just listening to Wow. That's the fun part, yeah. And um, so 
what happened then was, you know, I would look out the window, see little kids playing around the playground, feeling sorry for myself and thinking, okay, why couldn't I just stand up from that chair? And well, I went to my physical therapist. I told her I want to start walking again. And she got me this walker. And you know how walkers are. They're like these, uh, they're gray and have those little tennis balls and everything. And frankly, I felt like a really old person with this walker and I, I, nor, I, I pretty much didn't want to use this, but I knew it was really the gateway to get me to start walking again. So what my dad, the, what my dad did actually was he painted the walker in my favorite colors back then. So back then I really liked yellow, blue, and red. And those were the colors of my walker. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, it really was an adventure, and um, really, with that walker, I knew it was the really the key to learning to start walking again. And there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times where my legs would fail on me. They'd feel like they'd be in quicksand. I'd fall over, and so many times I fell over with that walker. But you know what? Eventually, I did get stronger and stronger. And, well, I was tired of feeling like that uh, 80-year-old man trapped inside a 12-year-old kid's body. I threw the walker away, and then I started forcing myself to walk again. Because my philosophy in life is that, okay, we have two choices when we fall down. We either fall down, we stay down, remain victims for the rest of our lives and never get anywhere, or we can fall down get back up again, no matter how hard you have to struggle to get back up. You need to shake it off, keep your head up high, and just keep on going forward. Wow. I mean, it's, it's an 11-year-old kid. Like, you sound like somebody who went through seminars and seminars on self-improvement and self-development. It's just mm -hmm. so amazing how you had that strength. And, you know, a lot of kids don't think that way when some yeah. when a little boy says why can't that boy you know get up from the chair you could have gotten into that victim philosophy and thinking well that's because of this and that's because of that and that's like there's millions of reasons why you couldn't but you thought about why couldn't i and you it's yeah. just amazing wow it's all about your attitude i think that's where it starts where you start questioning yourself and pushing yourself but usually you have to change your attitude when you go to expensive seminars and now you're doing this when you're a kid. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a really long journey with, um, I mean, very low chances of survival, but of course being introduced to uh, how important it is to be positive and optimistic at a young age. I think that's really what's got me through. So um, growing up, I guess, uh, you know, uh, as a, a patient of cancer, I mean, it's kind of difficult, especially during the whole entire treatment, but a lot of people never really think that the person could be experiencing issues after the cancer, because there's a lot that goes on after cancer, as in having that uh, post-traumatic disorder, you know, having that stress from all of the traumas that you went through. And uh, I guess one of the biggest things for me was when I was still in my walker, I remember, uh, 
you know, me and my, my family decided to move from the city of Chicago to the southwest suburb in Illinois. And uh, that meant starting a new school. And because I had that walker, I remember being bullied and harassed constantly because I looked different from all the other kids. So I had a walker. I had the, you know, the, the red, yellow, uh, blue walker. The, I, I laugh at it now. It looks really tacky when I look at it, but um, <laughs> that's why kids bullied me. But um, I had that walker. I was bigger because I was on steroids. I didn't have any hair, and you could see a bunch of scars all over my head from my surgery. And uh, every day I was just constantly bullied and harassed, and I was really depressed, had a lot of uh, suicidal thoughts back then, and it was really tough. But um, like I said before, it's really important to have that positive and optimistic mindset and know that really everything is going to be just okay because it will be. And if you allow miracles to happen in your life, well, the most amazing things will happen to you. Because if we just close off our mindset, I mean, we're never going to get anywhere in our life. But if we expect good things in our life, we're going to get them. Wow, that's amazing. I just, I was so powerful when you said when you allow miracles into your life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So how did you, you know, having this experience, you know, the post-traumatic stress and going to a new school and these kids are bullying you, bullying, bullying you, and you are thinking about possible suicide. How did you get out of it? Like, how did you keep going? How, like, how did you do it? How did you get out of the darkness? Well, the way I viewed it back then was, well, I, I was actually uh, introduced to the importance of uh, self-development at a young age. So like uh, around, that, around those times, it was like uh, 2007 or something. Uh, I remember the movie, The Secret. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, The Secret came out and then I watched it, I remember with my mom and then that started getting me to think, okay, well, if I think negatively all the time, then, you know, I'll never get anywhere in my life. But if I turn it around to a more positive view, then, you know, things are going to get a lot more better. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. The learning about self-development. And then um, I remember around those times, I remember my school actually had like a, a book fair. And they also did have The Secret. And they also had one of the secret books, but for teenagers. So that really started to get me think about really changing everything. Wow. And now you're in your early 20s and you own four businesses. That's incredible. Yeah. I co-own uh, four companies with my family. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. How, um, like, how do you feel now looking back? Do you... Um, like, what's your, what's your feeling about having had that experience looking back now? So, um, I actually had to work a lot with my coaches, my mindset coaches, to remove a lot of these traumas from before 
But uh, when I look back at it, I'm like, man, I really went through a lot. But, you know, I know that this story itself is so powerful for other people to listen to. And I mean, literally people call me, it's really funny uh, that your show is called uh, Hungry for Miracles. They call me the Miracle Man because a lot of people said that I shouldn't be here, but yet I still am. I shouldn't be walking, but I am. And uh, when I look back to it, I'm like, okay, well, if I could go through all of this crazy dark moments in my childhood and to my te- and being a teenager and being a young adult and going through all that darkness, well, then I could be the light for other people. And yeah, I could help guide people out of that darkness. And that's something that I've started doing for people. Um, I've started speaking more about my whole entire cancer story and what I do today to serve the world. And I just, I just want to guide people out of that darkness because I know how much it hurts when you're alone and I don't want to have anyone else to experience that. You know, I, I'm getting, I'm like talking to him here, having chills all over. And you know, there's two things that I wanted to say, um, that, you know, being a teenager sucks, like in general, <laughs> even if you don't have anything like major happening to your life, like there's so much going on inside. Yeah. So you had to go through that plus recovery. Like mm-hmm. that is absolutely in, like, I can't even imagine that because kids who are not having anything to struggle with physically, they're going through suicidal thoughts they are having depression and you had to deal with that uh with with a post-traumatic stress plus being a teenager plus going through like all the hormones and everything yeah that's incredible i'm just like blown away and you are not just like okay well okay you go through puberty you go through being a teenager and now you're just working in a starbucks you know i mean i'm not saying anything was wrong with kids working in starbucks in their 20s Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying that the possibilities of how low you had to go and how far higher up, how, how high up you came out, like the range, the possibility, it's there and you've yeah. done it. And I also feel like there are people who are travel guides, you know, and mm-hmm. in, before they can show the ways and the ins and outs of a city, they have to go and experience themselves. And I feel like that's what you're doing. Like you're such a light and showing people, listen, what you're dealing with is something that can be overcome because you personally firsthand know that you've been through much worse and you've Mm -hmm. come out much further ahead than many, many people. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. I'm so glad you're sharing this with other people because everybody needs to remember that miracles happen and, as far as I know, you're a human made out of cells that everyone else is. And, you know, you have two legs, two arms, and, you know, you have human DNA. So if that's possible for you to change your attitude and come out from this situation that is, you know, deadly for many, many people, and you came out through it, then it's possible for others to survive. And that's the goal for my for this podcast, for me doing these stories that miracles are going to happen to human beings who are just like yeah. everyone else, 
But what you say that's different than other people, most people, what you said is you have to stay positive. You have to stay optimistic. If you fall down, you have two choices, stay down or get back up and keep mm -hmm. on going. And knowing yep. that everything will be okay when you allow miracles into your life. I wrote down those things that you said. Those were your words. <laughs> I just want to reiterate how important those words are. That oh, yeah. no matter how far down you are, just you, ha you have to keep back, you know, coming back up. And knowing that everything will be okay and allowing the miracles is so, so important because then we change our yep. energetic vibration. Yeah, that's true. And uh, to add to that, there are just a lot of people who have those blockages in their minds to not actually allow miracles into their lives. And uh, really, I mean, if we look at it, I mean, everything's a miracle. I mean, the sun's out shining over where I'm live. That's a miracle. If it's raining and it's raining down on the plants and and the grass is getting greener and the plants are growing, that's a miracle. And really people being alive, that, that's truly a miracle. And really once we're able to tap into that and really um, understand that miracles are all around us and miracles are constantly happening in our lives, then truly our lives are going to transform. You know what? And it's 100% I agree with you because, you know, when I was talking to Elvia, she said she takes – people into the forest and they look at spider webs and like that's a miracle like how the heck does a spider know how to make a web like he didn't go to school to learn how to make it and then pass, pass an exam like that's <laughs> a miracle that the spider knows how to do it and the same goes with everything inside of our bodies outside of our bodies miracles are everywhere and when you focus on finding miracles you start seeing them more and more and the more you see them the more you start believing in them because once you see once you believe it you see it and it just keeps on going with the momentum of that and it's it's hard for for a lot of us to change the momentum of our thoughts and you know this morning i woke up and i had a dream in my dream i was pissed off like for no reason i was mm. just pissed off and i woke up pissed off for no reason and then I had to mentally change my energy like focus okay let's focus on the good things what am I grateful for you know yeah. you you can't keep going with the momentum of negative things I mean you can of course you can but yeah. if you want a different outcome you have to think on the level of the solution I think that was Deepak Chopra who said you cannot solve or maybe Einstein Einstein said it that you cannot solve, solve a problem on the level of a problem. You have to think on the level of the solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much, Nicholas, for sharing your story. And when people want to learn more about you, reach out, support you, uh, just get inspired by you, where can they find you? Okay. So one of the best ways to get in contact with me is, of course, through social medias. And uh, it's really just looking up my first and last name. And then um, the other way, uh, earlier on, uh, I was talking about the way that I service the world, and that's through uh, actually a nonprofit that I have. And uh, my nonprofit's called Golden Wing Helping Hands. And what say, we say, do can, you, so, can you say it slowly? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Golden Wing Helping Golden. Hands. Okay. 
Yeah, and what we do is we make care packages for homeless people on the streets of Chicago and also for kids and adults in shelters as well. Wow. Yeah, and uh, the website is uh, goldenwinghelpinghands.org, and that's another way to get in contact with us. That's amazing. You know, uh, how many 20 year olds do you know who not just have four companies, but also give back to the community? That is so, so beautiful. Thank you for doing that. You know, the world needs, I think if you don't see a miracle, become one and you are a miracle yourself and you're creating miracles for other people. So we can't deny that miracles happen. And I want to thank you again. I'm going to post your name and your website also in the description of the um, of the podcast so everybody can awesome. read it and, and click on it and again thank you so much nicholas and thank you guys for joining us today join us next week when we talk about another miracle because miracles do happen and when you're hungry for miracles and you focus on miracles you'll get miracles <laughs> i'm sending you lots and lots of love and until later bye <laughs>